Welcome to Conversations Live. For more than a decade, we've brought you the best in books, entertainment, celebrity interviews, and current events. When the movers and shakers of the world have something to say to you, they say it to us first. Here's your host, Cyrus Webb. Welcome back, everyone, to Conversations Live. I'm your host, Cyrus Webb. Glad you all could join us once again. For a radio audience tuning in at WYAD 94.1 FM and WYADonline.com, we're glad that you all can be with us. Also, tuning in through online affiliates around the world, we're glad you all could join in with us as well. Whereas we're beginning a new year, a lot of us, of course, are looking forward. But our next guest has written a book that not only looks at our own family history, but also how they're able to impact the lives of those around us. We're excited to welcome Linda Ambrose Brenneman to our broadcast today. Her book is called The Pulitzer Saga. We're going to talk to her not only about the writing of the book, but the research that went into it and what it was like for her not only to discover about her family, but also things about herself as well. If you guys are just now hearing about The Pulitzer Saga, we will let you know how to get your own copy of it, as well as how you can stay connected with Linda as well. Linda, thank you again for the time. Really do appreciate it. Thank you, Cyrus, for having me. It's wonderful to be on your show. Thank you. Well, look, the pleasure is definitely all mine. A book like this is always fascinating to me, Linda, because I'm a person who definitely appreciates history, but also, of course, connections. And your book kind of brings the two of those things together with a very personal touch. So talk to us about that, Linda. What has it been like for you to share your own family history with us and to see the way that people are connecting with it? Well, it's been very interesting because the truth is I'm a very introverted person and never thought that I would be doing anything like this. But um, as I researched the stories and learned about the stories and learned about my family and, and started talking to people about it, everybody seemed to be so interested in the stories. And one of the things that happened, um, which was really exciting actually, was that um, you know, most of it takes place, my, my family's from Hungary, and um, as we began to research, and I worked with a Hungarian sociologist to, to help me with the research, um, there were people in Hungary who said these are fascinating stories, and the head of the Jewish Museum and Archives actually convinced us to do an exhibit based on these stories. So it just so happened that at the time, they were renovating the Rumbach Synagogue, which is a beautiful, beautiful synagogue that had been destroyed in World War II, and they renovated it to its, uh, it's just absolutely beautiful. And on the second floor of the synagogue, they wanted to do a permanent exhibit, um, and they decided to choose the stories in the book to um, be the basis of the exhibit. So. I'm not only am I sharing the book, but I'm actually sharing this exhibit um, with Hungarians and any tourists that come to visit the Rombach Synagogue. So it's been quite an honor. Yeah, and speaking of honors, Linda, one of the things I did when I was prepping for this segment, um, I love to be able to get to know not only more about our guests, but also make sure I'm not asking questions that they've been getting a lot of. And I saw a great interview you did, though, um, that kind of talked about the book. And one of the things you talked about, of course, is the recognition, of course, your family has gotten your mother in particular for work she's done. Did you have a lot of wow moments when you were doing this, Linda? Because I know I've discovered things about my family, and it just makes me go, wow, I had no idea that this person did this. I had no idea that they had to do this and they were able to do that. Did you have a lot of that as you were doing the research? Oh, a lot of them. 
<laughs> a lot of them all the way back. I think with every single story that I learned and, and just so your readers understand, um, I was able to go back eight generations of my family. Um, and we really lucked out. We found some, some biographies written by relatives, and that's what took us back into some of the, the personal stories. So it wasn't just history, but how they responded to history. And, oh, there were so many wow moments. I, I, with almost every single relative, I could take you through the wow moments. So, um, well, well, yeah. And that, that is an interesting thing you just mentioned. So I think that, again, shows the connection aspect that I was mentioning. What was it like for you to find out that there were other writers in your family? Um, oh, my goodness. It was, it was tremendous. I mean, all, you know, artists in general, the writers, the um, artists, the art collectors, the musicians, um, to learn that, that they were these incredibly talented people. And, you know, sort of back to the writers, I had um, writers that, uh, that <laughs> it was funny. I'll go back to Andras uh, Gazitsky. I'll, I'll mention him by name. He was the researcher that helped me. And with one relative who happened to be a woman back in the 1800s when, when you know, women were not, considered writers, shall we say, um, she had married um, somebody who ended up being Andras's favorite Hungarian author. And when I read some of the letters between her and her husband, they had a very um, stormy relationship and she ended up dying quite young. But he was jealous of her because she was such a talented writer and she knew how to put her feelings really into the page, which he was very jealous of. So it was such an, a, a revelation of this, this woman who was a relative. So that's just one example. Yeah. Yeah. One that stood out to me uh, when I was reading the book, Linda, was about a cousin that you discovered in California and his grandmother, Margaret, and how she was a, a talented pianist. And that was not something that was seen for her to be um, pursuing because of her, her breeding and the time, of course, exactly. but her not giving up on that love. What was that like for you to know that even after what she was able to endure in her life, uh, as you reference in the book, she was able to go back to that, go back to playing that piano and being able to enjoy that gift yeah you know something I think it's something that um, is within all of us right and and when we have these kinds of gifts I think they're you know God-given gifts and we need to honor those so it was um, it, it was it, it was inspirational shall we say that you know, someone, but this sort of happened over and over again, and I think it's something that we have to honor within ourselves. Um, right. The gifts that we're given. even if sometimes when we have the biggest challenges in practicing those gifts. But go, to go back to her, what what was wonderful to hear is her um, her son when when she was able to make it to the U.S. Her son actually bought her a piano and although she was she was almost blind um, she continued to play until her death which is just a you know beautiful beautiful honoring of her gift 
Yeah. And and I thought too, and I'm sure you had this thought more than we as readers, Linda. What a rich uh, artistic history you have. Artists, you have then those in the medical profession. You know those who enjoyed music, authors. Talk to us about that. What that's been like for you to share with your with your family and know that the arts have have kind of always been a part of your of your family. Yeah, you know, it's it's so interesting because when we were brought up, we were my, both my parents were doctors. And so even though they loved art, my, my mother would take us to the art gallery and, and we, you know, we had symphony tickets. And so they enjoyed those things. But it wasn't a conversation around the table. You know, it was more med- medical related things and, and our studies and making sure that our we got all A's in school. That that was sort of the um, conversation around the table. So so then to go back and learn, not not only you know we would listen to say somebody like Bartok. Well, our family knew Bartok. You know, Margie uh, Margaret, who who you just mentioned, um, um, was was. Um, admired by Bartok, and 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 for example, um, um, we had a. This isn't in the book, but we had um, a, a. I don't know if she was actually a relative or a very very close family friend, who was a um, an incredible opera singer, and um, and she would play with Bartok around the world. So, so to learn some of these stories are of of how music was sort of integral to this family, not only music, but as you said, art in, and uh, writing was, it was, you know, it, it was very heartfelt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I want to get personal for a moment, uh, Linda, as we kind of talk mm-hmm. about your own parents. There's a beautiful picture of them in the book. For those who have the hardcover on page 230, I want to talk about that. But I want to say for those who are just now tuning in, you all are listening to Conversations Live. You guys can tell. Having a great conversation with our guests for this segment. We're excited to welcome Linda Ambrose Brenneman to our broadcast today. Her book is called The Pulitzer Saga. It's available now, of course, through our friends at Amazon.com. And we're going to remind you guys how you can be able to get it for yourself and stay connected with Linda as well. Linda, I, I want to talk about your parents because, as you mentioned and you alluded to, um, you know, them both being in, you know, in, in the medical profession. There's a great picture of them on page 230 we're able to see. But they were, you know, even though people could look at your family and say there were so many of them who had these positions, you know, of, of privilege, they were people who were not afraid to do what they felt like was right. And you even say in the book that the reason why your your parents felt the way they did about the medical profession is because of the impact they knew it could make. Talk to us about that when it comes to impact for you, Linda. How does that feel to know, knowing how selfless they were in their lives, but also the impact they wanted to have on those around them? Well, you know, as you said, they were all about service, um, and they really believed that we are all here on this earth to, to help others and to create a better world for the next generation and the next generation. And just as you said, they did it. Um, they believed that, that their way to do that was through the medical profession. Um, it was, you know, for, for us growing up, it was a high bar, I will say. Um, and we always sort of felt this, responsibility, a huge responsibility 
to honor that and to to um, be people who would give back. Um, and so it's been it it it's been both a blessing and a gift. I mean, a blessing and a and a little bit. I can't say it's a curse, but but something that's hard to live up to. And um, at least for me, I'm always sort of questioning, am I doing the best? Am I doing the right thing? Am I doing, am I really making a positive difference? Um, and so I've tried to live my life like that. But I will also say that, um, that in learning more about it and understanding what they did and, and writing this book, and, and I will say in writing this book, part of the reason I wrote this book is because I felt like I needed to really understand my family better and be connected to them. And so I think um, as, I, as I really understood more and learned more, that responsibility became less of a burden and I think more of a gift. Mm, I love that. I love it. Because it can get heavy, right? I think, Glenn, I'm so glad you said that and, and shared that with our audience because I think, you know, we all have heard that saying, you know, I, I attribute it to Spider-Man, uh, you know, to, uh, to whom much is given, much is, is expected, you know. Uh, but, you know, I, I think, you know, for so many people, you know, it, it is something that can be a burden. I want to talk about that gift and what you hope we as readers because you made the decision to share this with us. So I want to ask you what may seem like a basic question, but I think it's an important one. Why did you decide to share it? Because you could have just compiled this for your family. Why did you decide to share this with the rest of us? Well, I will say um, – I think there's a couple different different elements that come into that. One is the whole Holocaust piece and um, and the fact that you know six million were killed and and yeah. as I started talking with with and mostly Hungarians as you know through this experience with the exhibit and and doing the research and so on, so many people kept saying you need to bring these stories out. People need to understand. But it's not only the Holocaust. It's going back eight, you know, eight generations that I was going back to that, that, that hate and dehumanization and, and um, treating people as though they're not people. Um, it just, you know, it's, it's, it's not... We need to tell these stories because we're everybody is 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 we're all one together, and we need to have these conversations. And people need to understand that you know the Jews are just people. That you know every single race. My mother always brought us up to say that no matter what race, no matter what religion, no matter what the color of your skin, no matter what your economic status was. We're all just people all in this together, and we need to treat everybody with dignity and respect. And so part of, part of this book is to show that, yeah, we're just all people, and we all have our challenges, and we all have, you know, can be buffeted by these cataclysmic events. But if we, if we have conversations and can talk with one another, we can get through them. Um, yeah. And we get through them together, not separately. That's a great point. So, yeah, I, I totally yeah. agree with you. Totally agree with you. 
Right, have you had a moment, um, as a now to kind of put on your author hat, Linda, have you had a moment to think of the accomplishment of doing this book and what it took to make it happen? <laughs> as I said, I'm very introverted, and it, it, and it's um, it it feels like it feels like I need to do more always. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it's been. It's been wonderful having these kinds of conversations because the book has allowed me to to talk to people and to share and and to um, to have these conversations, which I think is is wonderful. It's great, so yeah. I, I appreciate it. Well, we appreciate you for writing the book. I definitely appreciate you for spending this time with us. And and it's again, it's such a important conversation. Yes, it is your family, Linda, but it's something that all of us again can be at a benefit from. Again, everyone, Linda Ambrose Brenneman has been our guest. The book is the Pulitzer Saga. It's available now, of course, as I mentioned, through our friends at Amazon.com. Linda, let our audience know how can they stay connected with you and and keep up with you as you're on this journey. Well, I also have a uh, website, PulitzerSaga.com, and I put lots of information on there also, um, not only about the book, but about um, the exhibit, so you can see some of the exhibit. And and I plan to do a little bit more with it. I haven't been able to yet, but maybe share some of the additional stories that didn't go into the book. But they can always um, contact me through the website. So, yeah. And we'll make sure that we link that website up for our audience as well. Linda, again, congratulations to you. Thank you so much for spending some time with us today. Looking forward to speaking with you again. Oh, thank you, Cyrus, so much. I really appreciate it. And, uh, yes, I'd love to come on again. Thanks. All right. You're more than welcome. And we thank your audience for tuning in to another great segment of Conversations Live. Until next time, I'm your host, Cyrus Webb, saying, as always, enjoy your day, enjoy your life, enjoy your world. Thank you all for choosing Conversations Live. So let's go make today amazing. Take care.